Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to the Graceful Truth Unscripted podcast presented by Fearless Floyds. I'm your host, Dana. We're here to speak truth in the most graceful way possible about our personal experiences that we've had throughout the foster care and adoption system. We're also going to cover some things we've encountered along the way. We don't sugarcoat anything. These are all real people telling their stories. I've always wanted a place for aunts, uncles, grandparents, current and former caseworkers, doctors, therapists, and really anybody such as yourself who knows anything or has had any interaction with a foster or adoptive parent or child. This is a safe place. This is a place we're going to share our stories without feeling judgment, without being misunderstood, or really being turned in to an agency for simply sharing our experiences. We're also going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to come together as one to figure out the best way to effectively change the legislation and the laws and also ways to help our children. We're also going to be there for those parents that are struggling with how to cope with the many different situations that we have to deal with on a day in and day out basis. We're also going to cover some mental health, medical health, special needs, and of course, the joys of being a parent. Our goal is to be the voice for those who can't speak. We're here to share our stories. We're here to share our realities. It's time to come together and be that voice for these children. So please join us as we embark on this journey. All right, guys, today's episode, I get to talk to my dance teacher who I have known my entire life. But I wanted to kind of give you a little introduction on a couple different things you're going to hear today. I have started doing small business spotlights to try and help any small business out there that just needs the extra help right now. So if you are a small business and wish to be featured as a shout out, please email the show at gracefultruthunscripted at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Let's get into this episode. All right. Today we are here interviewing my dance teacher of, I mean, I've danced with you since I was five. Yes, you have. Hey, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it seems like. It does seem like so, a long time ago. I've known her for many years. She is one I rely heavily on for advice. <laughs> and she is much like an older mom or sister to me as well. So um, I'm so excited to be talking with her. And today we're just kind of really honing in on what a dance teacher, music teacher, I mean, you're specifically versed in dance, obviously. Right. Um, any type of teacher with ex- extracurricular activities would kind of has seen, has dealt with, because I know you, with my children, have dealt with some meltdowns. Um, But let me give you a little info on her. She's been teaching for 40 years. She's a member of the Florida Dance Masters. She has been for 33 years. She has served as president, vice president, chairman, member liaison, co-chairman of Intensive Teacher Seminar, and served as a teacher as well in their workshops. So, are you ready? (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um, over the years, with your teaching, approximately how many children would you say that you have experienced 
close experience with knowing that they were either a foster child or an adoptive child? How many? About, about? yeah. Um, oh, probably about 15 or 20. Okay. Um, and would you say that that was more prevalent, like families were sharing that more the longer you taught, or were they pretty much open from the beginning? I I think they were open from the beginning. I don't remember it being um, anything that they weren't sharing. Okay. Because I do know, like, when I first started, that's all I ever had to tell people was, you know. Right. They're fostering them. They're not our children. Because oftentimes we'd get asked, well, are they allergic to anything? That's a mm -hmm. lot of what's asked now, you know who their doctor is, right. who their emergency contact is, and it was always a, a fun time a explaining. Deal. Of course. Because you go in. in answering it as they're your child, and then people look at you kind of sideways when you tell them you don't know right. certain answers. Right. So I didn't experience that because people weren't um, sharing that. They would just bring them in. They would share that they're fostering, but that wasn't as prevalent, all of that, early on in earlier teaching years. Now, in the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, that's been, become more prevalent. Like, what are their backgrounds? What are you allergic to? But that's with all mm -hmm. students now. Everybody yeah. everybody has a something they're allergic to or a special need in some way. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I do also want to note you have worked with special needs children that aren't necessarily adopted or fostered either, Correct. which we also discuss here as well. So if you want to share maybe the type of children that you've worked with mm -hmm. that do have special needs, I do know my children had auditory processing disorder, which mm -hmm. is why I enrolled my son, really. Obviously, my girls were going to be dancing no matter what. Right, right. <laughs> but specifically, we we enrolled our son just to help with the musicality mm -hmm. and getting his brain to remember things to music. So other than auditory, what other um, children have you worked with special needs-wise? Um, I've worked with autistic children, more like high, more high-functioning autistic children. I've worked with... Um, one child in particularly that was had cerebral palsy and um, just in this past couple of years I've worked with a child with a prosthetic foot so several and and some you know of course with emotional disorders and uh, the auditory like yes. your son has had and I mean we we all have emotional disorders I believe <laughs> but <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about because to share with those that don't know, my son also had RAD, which is reactive attachment disorder, so he doesn't like being told what to do, and that doesn't bode well with his mother, but it also can be a struggle trying to teach them. Um, my daughter, I'm not sure if she ever really presented this with you or even Ryan when she took hip-hop, but... Mm -hmm. She is one that if you correct her, she thinks she's a horrible person and just mm -hmm. melts down. Mm -hmm. So I know that emotional side can be... It, it can be difficult when, yeah. when they take the correction as, um, you know, a deplorable on their self. 
you know, so you have to be mindful about what, and especially with parents, if parents would share those things with the teacher, that's very helpful. Sometimes they don't always share that there is a problem, so you don't really know how to handle it until you've been with that child long enough, and you have to be sensitive to watching how they react and make the, you know, with, with that situation, make the correction uh, more as uh, a general correction and not identify it to the child and, and try to make a positive, do the positive before you do the correction. Right. So that sometimes does help. Yeah, and the parents, I mean, I walked in, I knew right away, anytime we found something new, I said, listen, this is this may present, or if we had a rough morning, mm-hmm. hey, it's been a rough morning because I, I know as the parent side what that looks like. And oftentimes my kids were okay and they are still okay with other people, mm-hmm. but you never know what, you know, once they get comfortable. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you said you've worked with cerebral palsy, um, autistic, and I know you've done one-on-one cause I've observed that mm-hmm. while being at the studio. Can you talk a little bit about how dance as a whole helps children number one with special needs Mm -hmm. in the auditory and the you know limited mobilities and stuff like that tell tell us a little bit about kind of the fundamentals of what you teach to these children well dance first of all gives them an emotional outlet they have an, an outlet where they can express if they're not good at expressing verbally they can express through movement so that's very helpful, especially um, autistic children. Music is very helpful for them. Usually they will come out of a dance class or a music class or after they've listened to music and they're much more verbal, able to focus. So music and dance yeah. both going together. It also gives them a confidence that they didn't have before and physical activity and movement. For some, it's, you know, it's, it's really important that they move and they move like any physical activity, just like recess at school. Anywhere they can release some of that energy in a focused, positive way is going to be helpful. Right. And speaking of the escape, the emotional part mm-hmm. of that, I remember just me as going in there as a child, I always considered it a vacation even though we weren't very hard right because you go in there you get lost in doing what you're doing lost in the music and different things like that and how important music is not just to autistic children for that getaway but just really for anybody struggling mm-hmm. with whatever's going on correct so um what over the few years when you've were teaching my son and my daughter was there anything that stood out to you in terms of a struggle that they had with you or something you had to overcome or even the opposite of that something that was you were so excited to see and like you could see that this has really helped them or even us me and James as their parents anything like that you want or that stands out to you um well i do remember that um your son was somewhat shy and not as as you know hard to pull out Mm -hmm. 
And for a while there, while he was dancing, not really sure he was getting it, although I do know that he was getting it because by the time he got to the stage, he was thrilled and did a fantastic job. So I know that dance for him, there were days where it was, you know, are you, are you, are you hearing me? Are you paying attention? Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially in a group, you know, in, in choreography as a group. And with him being the only boy in the class, you know, it sort of like does center on him. Yeah. And I don't think he minded being the center of attention after he got on that stage. He was loving it. Yeah. He was loving it. So that obstacle, you know, he 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 did get over that. Um, he would get focused on, say, one thing if his socks weren't on right or if his socks weren't even on or, you know, he would get himself focused on something and we would have to deviate that, you know, take it, take it away and focus on yeah. something else. And that was challenging at times for him, um, but we overcame that. And there were days where he would walk in and be, it just, his, his mind was ready to dance. And there were days where he was harder to pull in. But again, you have to be adaptable. And let's face it, most of us are like that. Not, not every day is a great day. Not every day is a day you wanna be focusing on certain things, but there were better days than there were not better days. So um, right. I feel that dance really helped him get to a point where he could really focus and see the outcome of what he worked so hard to do. Right, and I always remember him just, there's always that one pulling on the pants constantly, oh. even if it was overall, <laughs> thinking his pants are gonna fall down. Yeah, um, I remember that standing on the sides watching him just dance. But yes, he there was something he never wanted people there to watch him. We mm -mm. were there to watch him on a observation weeks. Mm -hmm. He would ignore us yes. like we didn't even exist. But he would still dance. <laughs> and then when I remember him coming off stage a couple times, just like so excited, no matter what happened out there, just he was always excited with that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it was it's dance really does bring out because again you get lost in the music yes. and that's probably exactly right what he was doing is right. getting out there because even as a dancer myself I would be so nervous until that second that music hit and mm -hmm. it was okay Mm -hmm. There ain't nobody out there. <laughs> and I want to touch a little bit about what you said about being in the studio and, and it being your escape or like you're on vacation. For a lot of, of kids and and older teenagers, it's their, it's their escape place and it's their safe place. They, they feel um, comfortable there. If you've made the environment a comfortable, safe environment for them, that's their second home, especially if they spend a lot of time there. As you know, you did. Mm -hmm. Um, so that helps mentally. It helps them with school. It helps them escape from the pressures that they have. If they can leave that outside and come in and get caught up in what they're doing, they're far better afterwards to go back to conquer whatever it is that they had prior to coming into, into the studio. Yes, and it, it was my second home because I went straight from school straight to the studio mm -hmm. because I did any and everything I could. My parents did it to keep me out of trouble, which worked, <laughs> but. <laughs> All right, y'all, the next small business spotlight is Rustic Mamas. They are a warm Southern country home design company who hand makes magnesium creams, soy candles, soaps, and various other items for your home. 
Currently, they're running a special buy two, get one free with no additional cost on shipping. Every 50 orders that are placed, they will be refunding that 50th order, 100th order, 150, etc. Once they reach 500 orders, they're going to pick 10 people's orders to be refunded. If you're unable to place your order right now, head on over to their Facebook page and share their live video of where they're talking about this sale and they will be doing a giveaway of a basket valued over $250 for every 500 shares. So a basket at 500 shares, a thousand shares, another basket. If you're a small business, head on over to their Facebook page and let them know what you're willing to donate for the basket. To place your order, please go to their Facebook page, shoot them a message, or call 727-267-9127 to ensure your order is processed properly. Small business owners need to come together and our community needs to come together at a time like this. So let's go out there, love on our people, head on over to Rustic Mamas at facebook.com slash Rustic Mamas 4. The link to their shop is in our show notes. Time to get back to our story. I did spend a lot of time there. I helped talk, teach. Right. And yes. I can, I don't remember anybody specific being a child in the foster care system mm-hmm. or adoptive world. To be mm-hmm. honest, my, I had blinders on. Sure. As it was, they were just children to mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. I had to learn to work with it, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember not ever really having that, okay, there's something going on here. Right. Type thing, because I just went in, danced, and mm-hmm. taught. If well, they didn't like it, then... And we tried to make the environment that, that when they were there, this is what we were supposed to do. Not that I didn't know there were underlying things, but you try not to bring attention to it because we're there for a purpose and there's a reason for us being there for the time we're there. Right. So it wasn't obvious to anyone else that there was a struggle of any kind. Now, I do know, being on the parent side of it, that you are also very close with certain parents, but mm-hmm. you were always there to listen no matter mm-hmm. what was going on. I remember many times dropping them off and Ryan starting class and you just staying out just to talk mm-hmm. or vice versa, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, is that something that came naturally to you? Did you find it a struggle hearing kind of what we went through? Did you take on the emotion? Kind of like talk about that side of it. Um, um, no, that's uh, one of my gifts. I'm, I'm good at being a good listener and being empathetic and being um, able to hear the problem and, and sometimes, you know, be able to give advice if it's asked. That wasn't a struggle for me. Emotionally bringing it in, no, I don't think I carried it. I definitely don't carry it in when I teach. Right. That's for sure. Um, if there's been, and of course it does bother you and there are things that you have to do to manage that, but you do what you can and then you move on. Right. And say a prayer for Jesus. Yes. Or yes. <laughs> three times I'm like, okay, you pray for me. <laughs> because I know, you know, with our family, obviously you were close and you Very. knew every mm-hmm. step of the way. You were there for the adoption. You were yeah. there through the struggles, through the fight. But it was mm-hmm. just a big, um, 
you know, big deal. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you were there every step of the way, yep. and it for from a parent's perspective, it was just so refreshing to have a teacher or somebody out there that deals with them. They were there. I know uh, our son danced for about three to four mm -hmm. hours a week, mm -hmm. and our daughter two hours a week because right. she did um, ballet, tap, and acro, and he mm -hmm. did hip hop on top of that. Right. So just on a parent standpoint right. that I'm sure you've, got, you've been told many times we appreciate that wow. for being there you know to kind of reel us in from the what ifs and the, well he did this today and <laughs> that type of thing mm -hmm. um anything that you had maybe a struggle with in any teachings of just children in general overall any like, what was the hardest thing to get? And I know that it's changed probably from when you first started. Definitely. Through us mm -hmm. and then through the new generation. But <laughs> what do you find is the struggle with teaching, just teaching, teaching children? Teaching children? Um, of course, in, in the years that I've taught, which is a long time, attention spans have changed. The ability to focus has changed and um, you have to change your way of teaching because mm -hmm. they don't stay on something for a long time as much as they used to. They used to be able to focus a lot longer, but now with, I think, technology and fast paced and whatever the ingredients are that are mm -hmm. making uh, children a little less focused especially on an art form or a dance or any kind of discipline that takes a long time to learn that you right. do have you have to switch it up a lot especially when they're younger but i do see it in the older students too that, that sometimes the, the concentration level isn't there so i think that's a big challenge for teachers now is to keep them on task and not be thinking about other things and in that scroll like uh oh what, what else can right. I think about right now? Or, oh, this is getting tiring because, you know, discipline is discipline and that can get difficult. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's, a ch that's, that's challenging as far as teaching overall. Have y'all tried Pop Fusion's Pops yet? If you haven't, you're really missing out. And they are who we are highlighting today on the Small Business Spotlight. Honestly, I can't even tell you a favorite because they're all so delicious. You may have even had one while visiting Disney World in Orlando. Pop Fusion's Gourmet Ice Pops have a unique flavor combination that will exhilarate your taste buds. They serve their delicious pops at all types of events. Owned by Nancy and Kelly, Pop Fusion's is the original Gourmet Ice Pop of Citrus County. They personally make each ice pop using only the freshest ingredients that are organic and locally sourced whenever possible. Pop Fusions can serve their delicious ice pops out of their vintage Airstream travel trailer at all types of events, including weddings, corporates, functions, fundraisers, and more. Right now, you can order your pops for local pickup or delivery by sending an email to sales at popfusions.com. The sales currently are a 10-pack of fruit pops for $30 or an eight pack of adult pops for $40. Check out their Facebook page for all of the information 
and then head over to their website for even more information. If you're in Florida, you can also purchase a gift certificate for future use at any of their Pop Fusion's boats, carts, or Airstream in the state of Florida. Flavors include strawberry, Florida orange, pineapple mango, blueberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, coconut strawberry kiwi, key lime coconut, strawberry dipped in chocolate, yum, the adult beverages, adult beverage pops, I should say, are sparkling strawberry, berry sangria, white sangria, mango mimosa, and then they have some cocktail pops, blueberry mojito, pina colada, Florida screwdriver, strawberry margarita, classic margarita, and a rum runner. So head on over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash popfusions, and I'm going to go grab me one of my pops. Um, teaching anyone with disabilities, um, I, I think that you just, you assess the situation of what you're, what you're, what you're dealing with. If it's a physical disability or a mental disability or whatever it is, and you see where you can go with it. A lot of it for me has just been my ability to adapt and figure out what works, what works right. for that child. Because, you know, I mean, some are kin uh, kinesthetic learners, audio learners, some are not, some are visual learners, some it, you have to actually do it with them. You actually have to move yeah. their body in the direction that you want it to go. It just is just from teaching for a really long time and right. being able to assess that child and what their needs are and not be not not be okay with maybe they're not going to look exactly like everybody else does that's okay yeah as long as they're looking the best they can be for right. what for what they have right you know so that's kind of it yes <laughs> Well, I do know that dancing is, again, with the music, anything really in music, but that gets your body moving, especially for children that may not have been able to, because as you're aware, our son didn't, was not walking mm -hmm. when he came to us, and he was 18 months old. So, I mean, dance teaches balance. Mm -hmm. It teaches discipline, which mm -hmm. we've touched on. It teaches, it helps with memory. Self-confidence. Self-confidence, emotion, because I do know, I mean, even kids that were adopted or foster cared, and even sometimes myself, you're not as confident sometimes until you run through that, and then mm -hmm. there's no corrections. And you guys never really corrected us um, harshly. You always did it. That was great, but maybe next time. Mm -hmm. Maybe next time. Let's do it this way or try mm -hmm. this or, you know, that. You guys were always gentle in the way that you taught, which I also believe is needed as well because mm -hmm. some of these, some of these kids don't have parents that are number one home all the time. Correct. Um, I mean, there's just so many different scenarios. There, maybe they're going through something while at the studio mm -hmm. that they couldn't vent to their mom because it's dance time, you right. know, and mm -hmm. um, I just remember you guys always being there, so I appreciate oh, that for us as a dancer. <laughs> I have a lot of children. <laughs> yes, a lot of children that you follow with. Which yes, a lot to keep straight sometimes. <laughs> yes, a lot of children I had whose children I've had, so yeah. that's, 
Makes me old. Yes. <laughs> um, anything else you want to share about maybe, you know, just obviously this is a foster and adoptive show. Right. Um, and we do touch on special needs, but anything that stands out to you that you just want to share or that you've experienced or that you've seen or that frustrates you about the system mm. or anything oh, I don't know. such as that. <laughs> you have long enough for me to frust be frustrated about the system. I I've seen a lot of really wonderful families that stepped up to do foster care because it's not easy. No. It's not, not easy. Um, and it it can really wear and especially when you get really close to these kids and then you don't have they they leave mm -hmm. and you put a lot of energy and and love into them um i i like i said i don't think we have long enough for me to go on <laughs> about being frustrated with the system i do know that in our county we don't have enough foster homes no we don't and um that's that's really really sad that we don't but yeah i I really can't go into all of that. <laughs> yeah, he'd be here for a while. <laughs> just same with our story, which is why my story is being broken up so many different ways. Because there's just, it's broken. The system is broken. Yes. These children need families that love and care for them and that are able to right. do that for them. Because I, obviously I'm not a foster home. I never intended to be a foster home. Mm -hmm. We kind of fell into that. And... Um, we did not continue after because we had to focus on the kids we currently have. So yes, if there's a lack of foster homes, it's not an easy mm -mm. task, but it, the rewards are are, are wonderful. Far out I, I, I feel like from hearing from you and the things you've been through with your children, that the help once you do have these children mm -hmm. that you've adopted out of foster care, the help you need to raise them needs to be enhanced because I know you struggled yes. with that, trying to get the right doctors and the right medication and the right places to go for counsel. And, yeah. you know, I know you've run yourself ragged with that. Yep, and, and still to this day. Yeah. Just because they're adopted doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it that stops it stops. Still to this well, day, because, it continues. You know, a lot of the, I mean, most of the children that mm -hmm. come, I would say all, but most of them have many difficulties and many yep. disabilities. Yep. And, you know, I've seen it after not just teaching here, but when we moved away from the state of Florida. Right. You know, I, I dealt with someone who had adopted from foster care, and um, there are a lot of challenges, and they're ongoing, and they're things that most people with their own children would not even right you know i totally understand that that and it goes on for years it goes way on into their teenage years and you want to try to get all that you know nipped in the bud early on in their formative years which you know right. um are the ages five to seven those seven after seven and eight years old it's it's tough i mean you yes. still can but it's 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 tough yes and so any as we're finishing up any last words from a dance teacher's perspective, or even from a parent maybe thinking about putting their 
child who has special needs or foster care, has been in foster care or are adopted anything mm-hmm. you want to share with them tell them to look for that they should look for a, a dance studio that has um you know a seasoned teacher seasoned teachers right. that have dealt with 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 children for a while or children with disabilities um i didn't start off being that kind of teacher but as I've been teaching for 40 years, I've sort of learned a lot about children and about right. disabilities and learned kind of on the fly, but was pretty seasoned by the time I got several that had disabilities. So if they look for that and they, and they look for um, the teacher that listens and even possibly they may even find a class that they already have going too, if you're in a bigger city, not necessarily in right. smaller towns but they could work one-on-one with the teacher if the teacher's willing. I don't know cost-wise how that would work. They could ask if they have a special program or if they'd be willing to do it for a reduced cost, you know, right. just to get something going. But I know in our district with our nonprofit, we also do offer help. So looking for mm. nonprofits. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. People that will help in that area too can be a good resource for mm-hmm. them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But dance is definitely a great outlet. I mean, I can't say there's dance therapists now for even adults. I mean, you dance has proven to be a a useful tool in helping people emotionally and um, with their mental health. So, yes, that's the last thing I can say. (laughs) It's I I don't know what I would have done without it. And I know you don't know what you would have done without it. And, and sometimes, and now I do a, my exercise class mm-hmm. includes pretty, it's dancing, okay, but just an exercise, you know, right, doing right. certain moves a certain way. So, yes, and I know they have jazzercise, which is a very right workout, but you're still dancing because that's well, that dance, the repetitive, mm-hmm. and then some, the songs sometimes, I mean, that just, right. And when you dance, you can dance, I mean, as long as you want. It may not be to the degree you used to, but you can always dance. Yes. So it doesn't matter how old you are. You can dance. I mean, there's there's people that are dancing now at 70 years old. Yes. And now for even Parkinson's patients, dance is becoming very therapeutic for them. There's yes. a big program going on in the in some of the universities with um, dance for Parkinson's. So mm. it's um, it's it's good for you. Yes. In all ways. Yes. Yep. Break out the music, dance around. That's right, dance party. <laughs> dance party. <laughs> well, I thank you, you for so being open and talking. And, You're welcome. Um, I enjoyed it. If we get any other questions, I'm sure I'll reach out to you and ask questions. All right. But I thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Graceful Truth Unscripted podcast. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of that episode you're listening to right now. Head on over to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag Graceful Truth Unscripted so more people can find our podcast. Also, if you really love us, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I will be reading as many reviews as I can on the next episode of the podcast, so be sure to listen for your shout out. If you haven't already, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss a show. And don't forget, if you have a question for the show, shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook or email gracefultruthunscripted at gmail.com. 
All right, y'all. Time to spread the sunshine wherever you go. See ya.